Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football-specific podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thanks for listening. Very much appreciate it. Subscribe if you haven't, and please share. Um, so we have a lot of football happenings to talk about, but the number one happening that I'd like to start out with is that I finally popped my Legion cherry. Yes. And I, after watching a little bit of foosball with my podcast partner across the table here, we finished off the night at the Legion. At the Legion. And it was beautiful. It was glorious. But I've concluded you can't handle the Legion. <laughs> or maybe it was things that I ingested before I Could got to the Legion. I had something to do with it, but I'm sitting there and I'm just, you know, Drinking my beer casually, as I do, just sitting there, wanting to not be disturbed. And it just seemed like chaos was ensuing to I was, my left. I was making friends, man. You were. Yeah. The only thing that, I mean, not my first time at a Legion. It was my first time at that the particular Chester Legion. Bird, post 523. Yep. Golden Valley, Minnesota. And uh, I was a little disappointed that I couldn't spin a wheel. That they had just shut the they wheel shut down. Shut it down. Yeah, that that's is, that's, that's the a shame. that's the number one best thing about going to a legion is spinning that wheel. It is, and I'm not too proud to say that I was also at the legion today <laughs> yeah. for like two hours. So you don't pick up your mail there, just an occasional <laughs> package. Correct. <laughs> Anyways, good time. I can't wait to go back some other time. Well, and and I'll just say watching the game with you and our other buddy Jason was just awesome. It was a good time. I good had times. so much fun. Yeah, it was like, a blast. A, a human adult male should not be allowed to have that much fun. It was it was fun. I babysitter for me, uh, guy time. You know, it's always good stuff. The 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 wife was out of town. The boy was working. It was just us and two pooches, which they kept quiet the whole time. So well. The one, not yeah, so much, but right. anyway, I okay. loved it. Had Good a great times. time last Thanks night. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Yeah, soon. Hopefully again. Um, all right. You want to get into the Eisman? Let's, oh, yeah, the Eisman. Yeah, right. so weekly I, Eisman. I, I, um, we do it again? We were just going with one person? Or? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Justin John Fields. I was going to go Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> okay, well, so we're, we're going to glance over Justin Fields. I, I'm going to glance over him because he's playing Miami, Ohio. Okay, I understand. I mean, but it's it's six touchdowns accounted for. It was pretty it, incredible. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, they <laughs> the spread was forty. Yeah. They covered the spread by thirty-one points. It's insane. I mean, it, we'll get to that. But if there's a bet you can place somewhere in Vegas for like doubling a spread, like how much money would you make? Especially when the spread starts out it's, at 40. It's forty. Right. <laughs> but no, Jonathan Taylor. That's good. I'm, I, going I'm Jonathan good with that. Taylor. I, I we and that's something I always. Harped on the past, so I should stay consistent with it. Who you're going up against, obviously, yes. should play big into the weekly Eisman. Obviously, he was going against Michigan, and Jonathan Taylor was Jonathan Taylor. 23 carries, 203 yards, two touchdowns, and he spent a good portion of the second and third quarters out of the game. Yeah. Right? Cramping. I mean, 143 from, from yards. A, from long runs. That's what. That's why he was cramping. <laughs> Let's be honest. The game was over after the first quarter. It was. He had 143 yards. In the it, was in, it was insane. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor. Yep. Weekly okay. Heisman. I like it. All right. So with that being said, go ahead and get right into the games. Yeah. All right. Six games, chronological order, except for holding the Big Ten game of the week at the end. First up, the Michigan State Spartans, 31, Northwestern Wildcats, 10. Um, Michigan State had 337 yards 
of total offense to Northwestern's 265. What do you got? So Sparty started off this, the year a little slow on offense. Then they blew up. Then they started slow. Now they had another big. I, I just don't know what to make of this offense. I'm not buying it yet. But, uh, you know, uh, they put up 31 points against a good Northwestern defense. So way to go, Sparty. Like that. Still not running the ball well. No. They they are running the ball well, but I really like Elijah Collins. He is they good. found their running back. He's good. They did. Find it makes that. me nervous that he's a freshman and there doesn't seem to be a lot of depth behind him. Right. But if he's healthy, he seems to be getting better and better. I think they just need to keep feeding him four offensive touchdowns, though, right? Yeah, which is which is a breakout for for Sparty, um, Lewerke. Solid game. I would say pretty solid. 18 to 31, 228 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. Um, And they kind of spread it out passing the ball. Yep. Now, Northwestern. Oh, I I know I'm going to get caught on this one, but I'm just going to say it. There's no way they can come back from how bad they are right now. Can they? You just had to do it. I know it. I had, you had to, do to it. throw it. I can see the, the words are like hanging in I the air it, right but here. I had to say it. Yeah, I, I, the the phrase that I wanted to get out on this podcast is it. We'll, we'll, let's put the benchmark at eight and four. Okay, eight and four. Okay. If Fitzy gets this team to eight and four, this will be the new greatest coaching job that Pat Fitzgerald yeah, has ever done. Yeah, su- it'll supplant last year. Yeah, which always supplants like the, the year, year before, before. <laughs> that. But so we know that Fitzgerald went down to the crossroads and sold his soul to the devil. But I, I seriously think he's having a conversation with the devil, and the devil's like, sorry, man, I can't help you yeah, right now. Yeah, this is all I got. This um, is terrible. Like, to, to comment on the game, uh, I did watch the whole game. And, As did I. Um my take is you could have watched any eight minute stretch of the game and it would have given you a perfect, you know, taste of yeah. the entire game. And what I'm getting at is it there was two good defenses on the field. Yeah. One good one, one really, one really one, good yes. one. There were two questionable offense on the field, yep. one pretty bad one, one streaky, but can be one decent. That has- the capability of, of being serviceable. Correct. And that's just what you, you saw. What happened was Northwestern's defense just had the proverbial, you know, crockpot. It just, it just constantly was out there and it just got, sure. it just finally got, it just couldn't do it anymore. I mean, it yep. was just a matter of them getting, uh, giving up points simply because they're out on the field so much. Right. Um, there are, there are issues with the Northwestern offense. So right many now. issues. I mean, they just off the of all, top of your head. Give me the number one. I would say offensive mind. line. Okay, that's interesting. Don't you think? You don't, that was I mean, my quarterbacks obviously huge, but I don't. I just don't think they have the guys up front. Right I want to give him credit, uh, Chappie. I talked to Chappie a little bit. Oh, text, you did. Yeah, and and that was what I went to him with. Okay. He says the offensive line is doing admirable compared to what you would have expected because there were okay. some so new yeah. uh, so I, many new starters. Yep. I'm not saying he puts it squarely on Hunter Johnson, but a lot of it is on Hunter. My my yeah. thought process was O-line and just lack of supporting cast for Hunter Johnson, but you can't get Hunter you can't let Hunter Johnson get out of this no. without well, catching flat. Okay, 15 to 26, 88 yards, 88 zero touchdowns, one interception. Pick. This guy is not a game changer. Isn't it ironic that 
you know, I, I'm not saying Northwestern hasn't recruited well at the quarterback position because they've got Clay, Clay, Clayton Thorson's a four-star guy. Um, you look at, like, Brett Bassanet was a pretty heavily recruited guy. But the irony is they've got a five-star quarterback, and he's it's just not working. Well, and, and the comment I had made is – it just always seemed like it, it was like the Wisconsin linebacker uh, 3D printer. Sure. There was a Northwestern quarterback. There was 3D printer. And it's broken. It, it, it just always was a very smart quarterback. Yeah. Pretty athletic, deadly accurate. It yep. was the same damn guy for 15 years. And it, that's just not what we have right no, now. No. And the guy's very athletic, but it's just so there's something. He is there. smart and he is athletic, right. but he's not accurate. And it's mm-hmm. just. It's funny when an offense doesn't work. We got another team that we'll talk about with that a little bit later yes. in the podcast. You start looking for ways to fix it, and that's when you realize this is the greatest team game of all time because you just can't you can't put your finger on it. I don't think the offensive line gets out of this scot free. They no. they they does the lack of playmakers on the outside is an issue. Brett Skronik is a good receiver, but he should be like their possession. Right. There's number. no top off the defense type of guy here. And there wasn't last year, but it's just whatever, for whatever reason, it's not working out this year. And on the other side, Michigan state is still a good team. Um, their defense is not going anywhere. No, nope. Brian Lewerke is still a good quarterback to me. Mm-hmm. I think they're very thin on offense, especially at the running back spot. But like uh, had been pointed out on Twitter before, they've got a rusher that's up ranked in the league. They've got a receiver that's ranked yeah. you know, up high in the league. A quarterback, like they've got it, the talent. Work. He's like third in the league in right. passing yards, right? Right. Now. So it's not like there isn't there isn't there isn't something there. They just got to consistently put it together. That's all there is to it. Yeah, they're not going anywhere unless they they figure out what's going on with the offense. Yeah. Um, Northwestern, though, like no yards on first down. Yeah. It's just like you, they get behind the chains every freaking possession, right? I mean, they take a st- – and it happened quite a bit. If they took a, a sack or a uh, tackle for loss, that's it. They're, they're punting. They're done. They're done. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not looking good right now. And, by the way, nice uh, way to score that last <laughs> touchdown there. Uh, Northwestern to, to go over to screw my, my thank you under. for bringing that yeah. up 41 points for the total yeah. with most people got it around 39 or 40 it literally went over by a point at the end of the game yeah infuriating and, and like every time Northwestern gets me I'm somehow I'm somewhere yeah you gotta stay there's certain teams stay just gotta away. stay away USC is mine right now okay. so with the win Michigan State moves to three and one Northwestern falls to one and two with the loss next up Indiana 38, UConn 3. Indiana had 430 yards of total offense to UConn's 145. Way to go, Hoosiers. This is how you you play against a crappy team that doesn't even have a conference anymore. Nobody even wants them. They don't have a conference. They come into Bloomington. You kick their ass, and you send them back home. I'm, I, I'm looking at this Hoosier team. I'm smelling bowl right now. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. That was what I was going to say is when they've had the chance to look like a Big Ten team, non-conference, they have looked like a Big Ten yep. team. Um, if Indiana was playing 
in a conference that did things the correct way, which was doing eight conference games instead of nine. Oh, they'd be an automatic. They would already be a bowl team because they would they would get the fourth one over a team similar to, you know, UConn or directional Michigan or whatever. Um, There's a couple other wins, I think, on their schedule that they're that they're definitely looking at. You still got Maryland. Yep. You still got Rutgers. Rutgers, Um, Let's be honest. I yep, You got Purdue. I said before the season, ain't no way they're beating Michigan. I'm not sure that's true anymore. I think they got a shot now. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to think of their crossovers. Do they have uh, – who they got the, uh, besides Purdue on the West? Uh, they, they've got a number of winnable games. This, they do. This is Right now, if I'm an Indiana fan, I'm flat-out disappointed if they don't make it to a bowl absolutely. at this point. And they're playing without maybe their best offensive player in, in Michael Panic. Panics. But Peyton Ramsey looked good. I mean, so 23 of 27. That's right. like crazy accurate. 247 yards, three touchdowns. He threw one pick. I mean, yeah. it's you could make an argument I, I off the top of my head as far as a first and second team yeah. quarterback. Say it. It's the best in the league right and now. And I've been I've been saying this to Hoosier fans that that hate Peyton Ramsey. I'm saying this is a good thing. You yeah. got a good quarterback sitting on the bench. So if if something goes wrong and it did, you 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 don't. There's not a big drop off from Penix to him, is there? It's a different style. It's a different style. But no, not a big drop no. off. And I'd like to give uh, Ramsey some credit. Lost the job, didn't throw himself into the transfer, yep, no portal. transfer portal. He stayed in Bloomington. No crying. Right. No, no, I love no that pooping kid. in his diaper, just <laughs> being a big I love, boy. I love, and, I love that and, kid. And soldiering on. Now, there is some bad news, though. Did you hear Coy Cronk, left tackle, went out, and it looked it looked bad? Uh-oh. So he he was the leader of that offensive line. A little bit maligned. That's kind of the weakness of their offense. They were only going to go as far as their offensive line was going to take them this year. And he was the big name on their offensive line. Okay. So he, he went out. He started all. 40 games that he's been on campus really every single game he started and it looks like he's probably out for the year i hope not but it didn't look good yeah that's too bad yeah it's a shame and but okay let's let's go to um some things i gotta work on i'm still not i'm still not just loving this this running game here yeah um scott had 21 carries 97 yards and a touchdown i mean but it wasn't a it just looked he looked more dominant at times last year compared to yeah. this year. Um, hard to believe much has changed with him. You you got to think it's on. It's just it's not gelling with the old line yeah. and or something to do with play calling, too. They're still, yeah, on, they're, they're still getting some, used to a new offensive coordinator. That's so. true. That's true. But uh, I, I think the offensive line just needs some gelling right now. And, and that kind of stuff can happen throughout right. the year. So yep. I wouldn't, if you're a Hoosier fan, don't hang your head. Oh, can't run the ball. It, maybe it happens. Yep. But. Good on you, Indiana. With the win, they moved to three and one, right where you would thought thought they would be at at Absolutely. this time yeah. last year. And I'm cheering for earlier this year. That's, that's my team in the East right now. All right, next up, Boston College thirty, Rutgers sixteen. Rutgers three hundred eighty yards of total offense, not bad, but they gave up four hundred and thirty one. Oof. And you know, I thought. So BC gave up a ton of rushing yards to Kansas last week. Yeah, it's like three hundred something. So right. I thought, I thought Rutgers could run the ball only seventy six rushing yards. Yeah. I was really surprised at that. So that is the thing. So I think to a certain degree, this game played out a little bit like I thought it would. So I picked BC to win the game, but by a smaller margin. Okay. Um, I thought 
Rutgers, this went under. That was something I felt good about in that hit. Mm-hmm. But BC scored a little bit more points than I thought. I thought Rutgers would move the ball on the ground and shorten the game down yeah. and, and be committed to the run. You'd think. But and then you got A.J. Dillon on the other side. So you, the under was a good play here. Yeah. So you got Blackshear and you got Pacheco. You got good running backs. They just they just can't run the ball. They can't. But the good news is our terror, way to go, man. Yeah. Look, 23 of 33. Yeah. 304 yards passing. Touchdown. Still had the one pick. Still had the one We're pick. We're waiting for you, Art. One of these games, man. One of these games, Turn you're going to throw free. the ball, and you're not going to throw a pick. One. I can feel it, man. You I can know. do it. It's yeah. coming. It's coming how about, soon. And how about on that touchdown pass? Did you see the video with his offensive lineman just, oh, it was awesome, just clocking it? him? It was, it was literally a straight hook, like a right that, hook. Yeah, that was... That's it was definitely the best celebration I saw all week. Yeah, just just punching again. But and he played it really well too. Like yeah. he got knocked out. I mean, it was that was great. Way to go. Yeah. Um with that being said, I'm kind of thinking somebody's probably walking up to Chris a- Chris Ash and saying, "What what would you say you do here?" Right. It's the the growth of of Rutgers fans, the groundswell yeah. to get Chris Ash out of Piscataway, it has begun in earnest. It has. Um, you know, <laughs> remember my famous path to a bowl game yeah. from preseason? Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. That's not happening. No. Uh, Rutgers fans, they wanted like at least three, but even four wins this year. No. That's starting to get like difficult to see. Yeah. UMass, they'd be. They but- will be dogs in every single game yeah. this season. There, It is very, a very real possibility that they will wind up 111 again. It is, and it's a shame. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say Chris Ash is a bad head coach because this is just a tough situation. But I think at this point, you really got to look yourself in the mirror and say, all right, maybe it's time to move on. Try something else. I wonder if he's thinking to himself, I think I'm just ready to be a defensive coordinator somewhere. I sh- I'm sure that's now, what he's thinking right now. He's got an ego. He wants to be the head man. Don't get me wrong, but there's at least a little bit in his head saying that don't you think there's something in his head and i imagine there's someone that lives with them that's also saying it too <laughs> could very well be all right with the loss Rutgers falls to one and two <laughs> next one up squeaker ohio state 76 Mercy. miami of ohio five miami of ohio was up five to nothing <laughs> five nothing and, the the, and that plus 40 was looking so good Whoever, it really, it really was. Whoever, were, you were getting plus forty-five yeah. or forty-four points and at one like, point. It was like mid to end of first quarter. <laughs> like whoever had, I'm not saying it was me, but right. if you had that plus forty, you were feeling so, really good. It's funny because like I predicted, obviously I predicted Ohio State to win the game comfortably, but right. I, th- I thought Miami of Ohio would cover. You know, I like did four, too. like four touchdowns. I'll or go so. ahead and say it. I, and I, I got laughed. I got laughed off of Twitter on it, but I wanted to say. You know, this is kind of a sandwich game. This is a this is a they have like, nothing to they gain no, from like it. They, they, I thought they would just sleepwalk yes. through this thing. What what they wind up doing? Six hundred and one yards of total offense to Miami of Ohio's one hundred and thirty. And oh gosh, I mean, just you just go down thirty first downs to ten. Yeah, uh, three hundred seventy four passing to sixty, and they're not even trying. Keep in mind. No, two hundred twenty seven yards rushing to seventy. <laughs> it, it, this was like. I mean, it wasn't. It was worse than like the varsity playing the JV, like scrimmaging yeah. the JV. This is like you're okay. The JV, they're off on some you know trip. They're they're playing someone out of town, so you had to play the middle school team. Yeah, 
It was that bad. It was that bad. Yeah, you could keep like you could keep doing these comparisons, and they're not even that stupid. Like there's some there's some behind that. Like I, it, they were just completely outclassed. I mean, Chuck Martin said, "Imagine <laughs> them getting the 85 first picks in gym class." It, 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 it looks like more that. than 85. It looks I don't like know how that. many walk-ons they've got, but it's like 100. They got the first 125 <laughs> picks is more like what it was. I mean, this was just a laugher. What Justin Fields, 14 of 21, 223 yards, four touchdowns. Hey, why not? Also had, <laughs> he also had two touchdowns on the ground, 36 yards rushing. So the yardage wasn't up because they started getting chugging off and, you know, Hoke and a couple other guys yeah. in there. Uh, by the way, uh, their backups threw three touchdowns too. Oh, so man. seven touchdowns total through the air. Uh, that still leaves four more on the ground by the running backs. Uh, well, two with fields and two, two with the running backs. J.K. Dobbins, he had a 6.5-yard average, a touchdown. Okay. They just got him out of there. I mean, yeah. what's the point of even having him out there? They Master T got some carries, but they didn't want to keep him out there. It, it just was literally pulling people off the bench to play. Okay, so before you came over yesterday, our our buddy Jason and me, we're, we were watching. It, it, the game was – this game was way over, so we were watching some other game. I think we were watching, like, Auburn and right. Texas A&M. And I kept going upstairs. Yeah. And, and I had the game on upstairs. And I'd come downstairs. Uh, Ohio State scored again. <laughs> I'd go back upstairs. They scored again. And they scored again. And there's like literally, I was going upstairs every five minutes and they were scoring a touchdown every time. Yeah. It was insane. So this is obviously a, a college football playoff contender right here. Yes. I mean, th- this to me they looks like. They still are somehow like behind the, behind, under, uh, undervalued or something. I mean, you could look at this team right now. I realize they're not hugely tested. But you could call them the best team in the country right now. The way, I think the way it's the, looked. I think they're in the team picture for yeah. sure. Yeah. They're right in the middle yeah. of that team picture. I think so. Yeah. They're, they're, they're front and center. So with the win, Ohio State moves to 4-0. All right. So that brings us to the night game, which was by far, like not even contest, the most, the most entertaining game of the day. Every game was a snoozer until the night game. Correct. Nebraska, 42 Illinois, 38. Nebraska with 671 yards of total offense to Illinois. We'll call it 300 yards of total offense. Why not? So this is the game, obviously, we watched together. Um, Pretty darn entertaining. What's your thoughts? Incredibly entertaining game. And, and, you know, I, I dissed Illinois fans before this game. A little bit because I said, well, they're not showing up because right. they've given up. Right. That was an awesome atmosphere. It was a good atmosphere. I was very really impressed so. and shame on me and very proud of Illini fans for showing up. It was, as the kids say, hype. It was hype. Um, <laughs> it, where where do we start here? Do I start with Illinois? Or do I start with Nebraska? I'm start with Illinois. Okay. Illinois, your fans deserve better than this. Here, you, you have a team comes into a great atmosphere you've got you, you you've got you know this momentum at the start of the game you have a team that's kind of trying to hand you the game right and you can't win this freaking game yeah it's a joke um this, this right now it's unacceptable what's happening 700 yards unacceptable only getting 300 yards unacceptable you've got more playmakers in this this is if you're an Illinois fan, you should be pissed off at what happened last night. I would say, uh, so they gave up too many yards, definitely. They should have had more yards, definitely. Yeah. Here is the biggest thing to me. When you win the turnover battle 4-1, to one, I know. that, and you're, you're at home, about. and you're at home, and you're at home, and 
you're up 14 points going into the fourth quarter, you should win 98% of those games. And this is, you know, you're Illinois, so that 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 2% is much, it gets much bigger as an Illinois fan. Right. But, but still, you, you, should, you should be demanding more as an Illinois fan. This is unacceptable. And I think they are. And, and I mean, it, there's the 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 groundswell to use that term again of anger already started last week. It's, yeah, it's it's it, this this did nothing to help it. I I had made a comment. I mean, looking back, it's it, I guess it was wrong where I said it maybe wasn't a, a must win for Lovey, but it was a must show up. They did show they showed up, up. Yeah. But the style that it went down is so painful that maybe it kind of winds up stinging more. I don't know. You have to tell me you're, the... um, you know, as an Illinois fan, you're just used to this. You get numb to it. Like, yeah, I, there was never ever a point in that game ever that I thought Illinois was going to win that game. And, um, and that's, that's, the I mean, I definitely got the sense that Nebraska was going to come back because the reason you had that sense was because the only thing that would stop the Nebraska offense was the Nebraska offense. Now, I don't want to sell Illinois too short here. There were some of those turnovers that they forced. Yeah. They punched balls out. They got pressure yeah, on Martinez. Yeah. So, I mean, they deserve some credit with that. But, again, the point I'm trying to get to is is turnovers is what, what slowed them down. Um, Brandon Peters, 9 of 22 for 78 yards, a touchdown to pick. The, it, it was like they weren't. Trying to throw? I don't I I can't I, understand the play calling. It's hard to go back and even fathom what happened with the play calling because they 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 were not establishing the run. Like okay. But yet Reggie Corbin had twenty carries, hundred and thirty four yards and a touchdown, sixty six yarder to start the game off but with why a bang. Did they, why did they not keep going to that? And it, why did they not keep running inside? There was there were openings all night long inside. Yeah, they, it, they just went away. From I it. mean, they they wound up with 221 yards rushing. I know. Nor- Nebraska had a very highly ranked defense against the run coming into this game. The one thing I pointed out last uh, uh, before the last podcast was if this does set up well for a matchup for Illinois, it's because they're just going to be able to run the ball. They could run the ball. If you would have told me before this game that Illinois very much could run the ball yeah. and would win the turnover battle 4-1, to one, I, I would have 100% thought that was a win for Illinois. Well, I, I, I never thought this was going to be a win for Illinois, but I just, it was baffling. So, you know, Illinois fans are really pissed at Lovey Smith right now, and they should be. Like, terrible defense, terrible uh, – uh, I'm not going to say scheme, but they're just not executing their defense. But you should be mad at Rod Smith, too. Yeah, the the play calling here was terrible. The the play calling cadence it had no cadence to it. That was and, the bad part. There were successful plays called. Yes, Does that make sense? Right, but not the play like as it fit together on okay. the sheet a, across the game so throughout the game. That, and that's what I've been seeing all year. The play calling all year has felt like that, and it's just you, you just got to do better than that. You've got playmakers. You have talent. This is not a okay. Nebraska's got Adrian Martinez, great quarterback. J.D. Spielman's really good. We don't have anyone like that. You take, other than that, it wasn't a huge talent advantage. Did you think? Um, I think Nebraska was the better team, more talented team. You, you thought it drastically, but like not drastically, different. not drastically, but the more talented. Okay. I mean, Adrian Martinez, twenty-two of thirty-four, yep. three hundred and twenty-seven yards, three touchdowns. Oh, by the way, eighteen carries. 118 yards, no touchdowns, but 
we're talking, you know, over almost 450 yards of total offense. Couple things, uh, already you already kind of mentioned. Um, Jay Spielman, 159 yards off seven catches, yeah. no touchdowns, but he was all over the place. Yeah. Wandale Robinson, also game. all over the place. Uh, what 170 yards, almost total offense, three touchdowns, one on the ground, two through the air. The point I'm trying to make is there's definitely talent there with Nebraska. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying there's not. It's just what, they shouldn't. They, 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 you should be able to hold on to a 14 point lead. You should be able to hold on to a 14 point lead in the fourth quarter. Right. Yes. But, but the, the, the offense was slowed down for Nebraska again when they turned the ball over. Correct. The, to me, there's just as much to blame to go on the defense. Now, they did force some turnovers, so they did it that way, but you got to bow up. And if you go in, if your offense has gotten you a 14 point lead going into the fourth quarter, yep. you, it's on the defense to win that game. Yeah, and, and you think the, the fact that they had a 14-point lead and Brandon Peters was playing so badly and they had no passing offense, that's hard. That's amazing. Um, I, I it's, it's still hard to believe it even happened. Um, I said going into this game, Adrian Martinez, you're going to get whatever your yards you want. If you want to throw for him, if, if you're getting slowed down there, just run for him, and that's exactly what happened. He got that, but, yeah. Because this is just a, a – as broken as the Northwestern offense is, that's how broken this defense is. And it ain't changing. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, I say one thing. Uh, if I'm a Nebraska fan, obviously I'm happy that I got out. I'd be scared if I was a Nebraska fan right now. Well, here's because my here here's the pot. Here's how uh, the glass is half full. Okay. They put up a boatload of yards and – they when it looked bad, it was from turnovers. Turnovers yeah. can be corrected literally yes. within one week. Right. So, my think your thought process could be if we just didn't turn the ball over, we win, win that game, game easily, hands right? down. Okay. Yeah. The other side of it is the turnovers and the penalties. Yeah, the penalties is another one. Ten penalties for seventy yards. Yeah. The other thing is the amount of hits. That Adrian oh, Martinez, Spielman, and Wandale Robinson. So, Spielman and Wandale Robinson are not big dudes. No. And Adrian Martinez is the whole franchise. Yes. You do not want that guy no. absorbing that many hits. He got sacked a couple times and he 18 carries. You should not have to no. run Adrian Martinez 18 times against, I'm sorry, yes. the Illinois Don't defense in order to... I'm sorry. I'm the one that's sorry. Okay. In order to squeak out a four-point win. No. That's the part that would make me nervous for Nebraska. It's scary. I can't say a lot positive for Illinois. Reggie Corbin's one of them, but the way that they were hitting, I was I was impressed by that. I haven't seen that. That was like... So that's that's what I would say positive. The the talent was on Nebraska's side. The hitting was on Illinois' side. Yeah. Uh, neither team was a clean looking team. No, on no. on this night, there's no doubt about Although that. Illinois only four penalties. I was I was proud of yeah. them there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, I was getting I was getting DMs from people all over the place. Like I cannot believe how Illinois is just hammering these dudes. Hitting hard, hitting. Yeah, they were hitting, hitting. Man, it, it was a hitting. very physical game. That was, and that I was think, and part. and speaking of, I think uh, uh, Mo Washington got knocked out of the game. He was knocked out. He was back in. He was knocked out. I've never realized how much that guy looks like a brand newborn colt running around <laughs> until this yeah, game. His legs like are the, just flopping. The he's got the, knees. Yeah, he's got yeah. the crazy leg thing going he does. on. Yeah, and I look like he. I don't know how hurt he was, but he didn't come back in the game after he left. I, I think saw he was that. Concussed. 
Is that was that I what you think it was? Concussed, okay, yeah. but he was kind of grabbing his leg. So, anyways, you got anything more? Um, no. Just if you're an Illinois fan, just revolt. Yeah. I mean, this it's not working out. It's yeah. just not like. And the thing with the roster is you. All these guys come back next year. You've got a, a decent roster, okay? I I don't know why you would throw that away for one more year for Lovey Smith. You've got to you've got to do something else. You got to okay. make a change. Okay. Sorry. All right. With the loss, Illinois falls to two and two with the win. Sorry. Nebraska moves to three and one overall. Oh boy! Last game. Of the week, if you thought Rutgers fans and if you thought Illinois fans felt bad, we got somebody to trump you here. Wisconsin, 35. Michigan, 14. Wisconsin with 487 yards of total offense to Michigan's, call it 300 yards. It felt like it was 800 to 150. It sure did. As far as the yardage, I was kind of shocked. When I saw that, I will say this, most of those yards for Michigan came late in the game when nobody was playing for right. anything. Um, okay, so I'm, I always want to try to admit when I'm mm-hmm. an idiot. I picked Michigan yeah. to win this game. I, I was going just more off of college football, uh, my, my background, and you, you try to sniff out these games. It wasn't a stupid pick. It was, well, a, it was a pretty stupid pick. It I looks mean, stupid now, but at the time, it was not a stupid pick. My thought process was that they would shut down. Not shut down, but extremely limit Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. Sure. And then make Cone beat him. Right. Um, my, and my other thought was, if it was a blowout, I had asked myself, who would be doing the blowing out? I, I would have thought it was Wisconsin because, had, because they looked obviously so much better coming in. But the, the way I thought it would happen was that they would spend so much time trying to shut down Jonathan Taylor that they would, of course, leave themselves in man coverage and and Cohen would go off. Well, guess what? That happened along with Jonathan Taylor going off. Wisconsin could do anything Anything. they wanted to do. Um, I think we have two college football playoff contenders in the Big Ten right now. This is one of them. Yes. Um, Yeah, so let's start. Let's do this. We're a Big Ten podcast. Let's start on the positive. Okay. And let's talk about Wisconsin because they deserve that much. Okay. I'm going to start by saying I was wrong. I admit it. I can admit when I'm wrong. Cone is a good quarterback. Boy, does he look good. I mean, I'm not just saying he's a serviceable, like traditional Wisconsin quarterback that kind of dinks and dunks. He's a good quarterback. So, and what's crazy, his stats 13 of 16 for 128 yards. Yeah. He just. He just didn't need to. Th- he didn't have. He, he to, was right? so accurate. The 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 it was just moving the chain throws, yeah. and then they would just hand it off to Jonathan Taylor. Twenty three carries, two hundred and three yards, two touchdowns, long of seventy two. By the way, uh, Cone he added a twenty five yard Boy, touchdown run else? as well. Watching and that. why? Because Don Brown defense is in man. Everybody turns right. their back yeah, to the yeah, to eyes the, aren't on the quarterback. Gone. And I'm glad you brought it up because I have it in my notes. Don Brown. Overrated. Sorry. You're well, not as good as, as people make you out to be. So just a little bit longer on Wisconsin, then we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. I can't wait to get to Michigan. Central Michigan turned around, who they just absolutely yeah. de-pantsed two weeks ago, yep. turned around and almost beat 
almost beat Miami of Florida. Florida. Like very Not close Ohio, to yeah, Florida. Florida. So I know it's transitive property. It doesn't travel. But sure. but to a certain degree, it's all we got. It, it's all yeah, we got yeah. to look at, like how these teams right. do with their freaking schedule. Central Michigan almost beat Miami Florida. They got absolutely murdered, murdered. murdered. by Wisconsin. The, the streak of, of scoreless quarters was intact until yeah, garbage time. It was. And you know, I mean, at one at one point, Wisconsin had beaten their opponents one hundred and forty five to nothing. Yes, until the last two touchdowns. And, and this is the point where we bring up Jimmy Leonard because, holy crap, what an awesome job he is doing defensively so far this year. Early in the year, but you know, we we saw him last year, kind of saw some chinks in the armor. I don't know. This guy has to get some some looks from yeah. from uh, power or from group of five teams this offseason right I mean this is just ridiculous what they're doing on yeah we'll see still a little bit younger guy he's a Wisconsin guy you would hope as a Wisconsin fan that he just loves his job he loves where he's at and he just stays stays where he's not gonna happen he's gotta go somewhere and then after the game you know fans are on the field a little bit they interview Paul Caress he's just like but I mean it's hilarious so you know, we are to believe, we've said it ourselves, that the team takes on the personality of their coach. It's the complete opposite yes. in Madtown. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're not taking on the personality of that potato. <sighs> and He's then, brutal. switching to the other side. Oh. Our universe is doomed! Doomed! <laughs> that would be Michigan fans talking right there. Could it be any worse Okay. Then it then it feels right now. Michigan fans aspire to be like a college football playoff team. Sorry. Ain't happening. Not under Harbaugh. Not happening. And I don't know that it's happening under any other coach. To your aspirations are so high and you're falling so short of those aspirations. To me, right now, Michigan, you don't even count. You don't even have any good players. That's how I feel about Michigan right now. Yikes. You stink, Michigan. You should, If you're a Michigan fan, you should be ashamed of what's happening right now. You should want Harbaugh out of there. But I don't know that anybody else is going to change it. I, I would be embarrassed to be a Michigan fan right now. I think Michigan fans are pretty embarrassed to, to be Michigan you, fans you, right you now. You should I mean, be. The reactions I've seen if on I'm Twitter. If I'm a Michigan fan, I'm not wearing any Michigan gear. I'm just I'm turning my head when anybody talks about college football. Don't want to hear about it. Don't want to talk about it. I don't know anything about college football. I don't like talking about it. That's what, I, that's what I'm doing as a Michigan fan. If I am a Michigan fan, if you're a Michigan fan listening to this podcast and you're one of those Shame guys you. and you work in an office in Middletown, Ohio, or something like that, I don't know what to tell you, man. Good luck uh, with life because it it's going to be tough. Right really now. good I mean, luck. How about zero of so 10 like, on third down? Zero I, of 10 on third zero down. Of, I, I tell you what. This team is so, so broken let's, offensively. Let's, like, let's talk about Shea Patterson. I have seen three different Twitter handles pointing out three different plays of Shea Patterson just completely missing open receivers. There was open receivers to hit something is up with that dude. We said it last week. I, I said it on the podcast and I went and picked Michigan because I'm a, I'm a boner, but, <laughs> but like I, we, we've seen the warning signs, you know? Yeah. And, and like Gaddis seems to be the easiest punching bag and he's definitely involved with this, but Shea Patterson is awful. Okay. Right if I'm looking for someone to punch, I'm walking right past Shea Patterson I'm walking right past Josh Gaddis, and I'm punching Jim Harbaugh so straight in the face. So it's going to Harbaugh. Absolutely. You got a lot, got a lot of anger for, for khaki pants today. Well, you know, 
Michigan fans, th- there's an arrogance there. Yes. Um, I don't. Th- that's that's not breaking news. No, that, that's... they think there's something that they're really not, and they like to you know look down their noses at other programs. It, it, in terms of aspirations and where they are, they're as bad as any team in the Big Ten right now. As far as the 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 uh, uh, difference, falling short the of the difference, mark. yeah, between falling short of the mark, right? You you don't count Michigan. You don't even yeah. you're not part of the Big Ten anymore. What, I just what is, I just kicked you out of the Big Ten. This is the thing that like people now act like Harbaugh. And is, you know what we're doing? We're we're falling into this trap of we're not giving Wisconsin enough credit. So oh, shame I, on me. I, I have been somewhat – I mean, they have moved – Wisconsin moved up big time in the polls. Uh, I've paid attention to a lot of polls today just from college football minds, you know, that are on Twitter. Tons of people have skyrocketed Wisconsin they, up. They so I feel like they have gotten the credit that I didn't think they were going to get. So yeah. it didn't play out exactly like – it. We, we got both. We got both credit for Wisconsin and raining down <laughs> on Michigan. But here's the thing, like talking about Jim Harbaugh, okay? Okay. Like people wa- overstating things and just saying how he's the worst coach. That's that's not accurate. Okay, he's not a the, bad the, coach. He's just not a good coach. I th- I'm, I'm I said he's, it. he's not a good coach. I think he's I think he's, he's a good an okay coach. I think he's a good coach. Eh. I think I I I just, I just don't think he's of course the, the, the he's not phrase, the answer. The phrase the phrase everybody uses is elite. I don't think he's an elite coach. Um, but what think- blows my mind is. He did that at Stanford. That was him. But that he, was a different time. It wasn't that different time. That was in the mid-2000s. Don't act like it was the 1980s. Okay, but don't you think he was running, like, Stanford at that time stuck out in the Pac-12. Like they, they there, were, That was what I was going to say. It was the right offense and, yeah, and, and it, style of play time. at the right time with the in the Pac-12. But, Sorry. But, but, he also was the head coach that brought the 49ers within a play of winning the Super Bowl. Like, I can't. You know what? It, I, I I know it's college and NFL, but come on. Lovey Smith was in the Super Bowl, too. I'm not yeah. impressed, Jim. The point I'm trying to make is there's something. He is so awkward. It is a weird thing. But the point I'm trying to make is is there is enough things to look at. If, if, if he is lays his coaching career out on a resume and he lays it on the table okay. compared to other coaches, his resume is near the top. And that's just a fact. Fair, but okay. So my whole point of saying this is like, you can't deny that. So what is going on at Michigan right now with him? That is what blows my mind. He used to be the quarterback whisperer. Yeah, we, yeah. we thought he was the quarterback Yeah, whisperer. I always thought he was pretty good at that, but I think that was a little overblown too. There, there has been regression. Regression, absolutely. And I don't know at this point why you don't just hand it over to Dylan McCaffrey and just – I mean, it, you, you, you're trying to change the offense. It honestly doesn't look that different from last year to me. I mean, are you are – Yeah, you it does. It looks worse. Well, worse. Okay. <laughs> it looks a lot different. Good looks, point. Last year was – That's a good point. I, I, we, I know I said it on the, the preseason podcast when we looked at these teams. It wasn't the – because, by the way, we got the other side of the ball to talk to. It wasn't the the offense that let him down big time in games. I mean, the Notre Dame, Notre Dame game, you could say it. They got blown out by Ohio State yeah. and then in the bowl game because of their defense, right. because of Don Brown's stodginess of staying in what has to be basically the same coverages over and over again, different styles of yeah. man. 
Um, and and the, the, but they made the big changes on offense, and I think that was an overreaction. I think they should you have stayed so? the huh. course to a certain degree. See, My I, biggest thing is the the biggest change that happened in this entire conference in the offseason was Brian Mad- or Madison, Greg Madison, Greg Madison yeah. going to Ohio State. Yeah, it, was it, huge. it was it was a suction of coaching out of Ann Arbor and it got injected into Columbus. And it I'll, was I'll be honest, I did not see at the time I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I thought honest. it was a big deal. We pointed it out I know preseason. We pointed it out, but I, just, I didn't think it was going to be this no, big of a deal. No. I, and you you have got to think that there was an ego battle inside in Ann Arbor between Don Brown and Madison. Yeah, there must have and been. And there was some sort of choice that had to be made and what uh, uh, khaki pants did, he chose poorly. He, yes, he did. If if he had the option to keep Madison as his defensive coordinator, that's what he should have damn well did. He should have. Yeah. I, I'm again. I'm not a big fan of Don Brown. Before we go totally to the defense though, where's this offensive line that was supposed to be so great? Banged up to a certain degree. That's not an excuse at this. It, it is I'm an sorry. excuse at this point. And and where the just the playmakers? We I looked at this roster before the season and I said on paper now I didn't pick them to win the East but on paper this is the healthiest roster in the Big Ten I thought up there where the hell are these playmakers they are hidden behind a uh, well underperforming offensive line a well underperforming quarterback and a well underperforming offensive coordinator Yes. AKA play caller which he has never done until this year it looks like a complete failure at this point yeah and who was calling the plays at alabama i'm pretty sure it wasn't gaddis no no yeah so again i want to reiterate michigan you no longer count and you have no good players it's a bit strong but i i'm not i appreciate your energy i'm not walking it back okay all right own it buddy i'm you're your own man so if you're a michigan fan shame on you just hit hit the the pause button right now. I mean, I would now. say uh, the Michigan fan does not call the plays or make the hires or do the recruiting, but uh, I, f- I feel you, man. You go, you go you for it. You see where I'm going, though. I do with this. I would say uh, there are some decent Michigan fans that I've had run-ins with on Actually, Twitter. I'll, I'll be honest. There's a lot of good Michigan fans yeah, that I interact with on Twitter. Yeah, so. but I'm, I'm, I do know the the. I will say anything under Coach Harbaugh. And under the umbrella of the arrogant Michigan fans who, like you said, look down their noses on other people, yeah. they're they're getting what they deserve at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. So with the win, Wisconsin goes to three and zero, and with the loss, Michigan falls to two and one. So go ahead and get right into the Dustin shooting rankings. Here we go. So we will start from the bottom, number fourteen, and work our way up to the top, number one. Okay, so Dustin Shooty at Shooty CFB. That's S C H U T T E CFB. Of course, writes for SaturdayTradition.com. Right at the bottom there, number 14, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights at one and two. I don't think we need to go any further than that. 13 was Purdue, who was idle this week, but settling in right there at number 13, the Purdue Boilermakers at 12. Totally agree with this one. The Illinois Fighting Illini. At two and two, stop me if if you if you no, feel so like far, you disagree so with anything here. Yeah. At eleven, this one is pretty appropriate too. The Northwestern Wildcats. Yeah, I mean you have to give them the nod over Illinois, right? 
Barely. Barely. That is you they're they're right now neutral field. I don't know. There, there's more offense being generated. There, there's more things I can point at good, but I just I would wonder if Northwestern would just muck it up. But I'm just saying, long story short, those two teams are close. I think so. Uh number ten, the Indiana Hoosiers. Yeah. Definitely yeah, they, yeah. they've earned that one. At nine, Maryland Terrapins, the Terps. Yeah. At Didn't number, look good last time we saw them. It did not, but then at number eight, Nebraska Cornhuskers and seven Minnesota. What do you think about those? Yeah, I those mean, are Minnesota, interchangeable. Probably they could be interchangeable. I mean, right now, neutral field. I would probably take Nebraska. I think I would but too. There is something to be said about being three and zero. You know, unbeaten or three and one. Right. You know, but very very close. I, all those teams bunched together there: Indiana, absolutely. Nebraska, Maryland, Minnesota, all very close. And I would like to say this. When you're down to like what you know around the eighth, ninth, tenth teams, and it's those are those are good teams. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So to me, that speaks to the depth of the Big Ten. Absolutely. At number six, you don't count, but Michigan Wolverines. And you could you could rank them lower. You could definitely rank them. Lower. I, I that was the one thing when I looked at this list to say I still think they're being pretty generous to because right now what we have had we have hit, we have seen two really subpar uh-huh. performances against not so good teams yep. and one awful performance against a good team. We have enough data to point at that Michigan is not that good right now. I mean, the, you're you're kind of just taking a leap of faith by even putting them at 6. And I'm not saying Dustin's wrong. That's probably about Still where see I put where them, right. Oof, yep. Man, they're not looking good. Number 5, Michigan State Spartans. Yep. Boy, if they could just generate a consistent offense. It's they, all about the consistency with the oh, offense. But man. yeah, I would put them at 5. Another idle team here, the Penn State Nittany Lions checking in at number four. At three, the Iowa Hawkeyes. I and th- those three teams there, very interchangeable to me. Iowa, Penn State, and Michigan State, yes. you could slide them all up and, up and down there. It's, but then yeah. there's no debating for the top two teams. Top two, Wisconsin number two, Ohio State number one. And if you want to do 1A, 1B with them to a certain you could degree, do that, probably. But I, I would give the nod to Ohio State right now. I would now. give it to Ohio State. I mean, but I, I tell you I, what, that game two weeks ago, three weeks ago, looked like you know a laugher for Ohio State. Yeah. Now that is looking to be it a, ain't quite no laugher. The game. No, they're, they're they got to buckle down for that. Correct. One. That is going to be crazy. Um, yeah. Okay. So there you go. All right. Good. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to spit fire with Michigan anymore, or did you think you got it off your chest? <laughs> Let me uh, let me see. Let me look over my notes. Okay, my eyebrows are singed, man. <laughs> Down Brown overrated. Check. Um, oh, I forgot to mention. You know, you noticed this last night yeah. when we were watching the games. Yeah. My notes. I had one word for Michigan: pathetic. One word for Wisconsin: devastating. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Not that I haven't said it, but khaki pants. We we've defended him a lot. Yeah, we have. But things are adding up here. There. And I'm I'm done with it. Okay. Prove it. Yeah. Show me you're a great coach. And otherwise I'm just I'm I'm not gonna believe it. Right now, how he would show me that they're a great coach is if he can get this team to ten and two. Oh boy. That would be a great effort, wouldn't it? Ten Honestly, and two. I'm looking at their schedule. I'm think, I'm thinking seven and five right now. It's possible. It All just, right. We good? I think we're good. I cannot right. wait for that Ohio State Michigan or uh, Wisconsin game. Yeah. God, that's going to be awesome. We got a ways to go. Got a couple good ones between yeah. now and then, but it's looking good though. All right, I am Jeffrey the Greek and I'm Big Kurt. This is the Eyes on Big podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye.